There we go. We've had a series of uh, minor technical problems in the last two minutes. My mic button didn't work, so that's good. And John apparently can't hear me, so we're not done yet with all of this. So it's John's birthday. It's awkward that he can't be on the air with us to uh, celebrate that, but John's at home today. Uh, So we're figuring things out. (laughs) But happy Red Friday. Welcome into Friday. Uh, Plenty going on with us today. We're working through the we're working through the bugs. We'll get there. He apparently can hear the station, but can't hear me. So we will figure all of this out soon. Um, okay, a couple things I want to point out uh, before we kind of get into some heavier stuff here. Is is are we good now? I don't think so. Okay, he says he can hear me, but I can't hear him. So we're still figuring things out. Okay, so a couple things that I want to bring to your attention here, and then we're going to start off by talking about this lawsuit that has been filed by the Missouri Attorney General's Office against Dollar General because it raises an interesting question about how much we pay attention. When we are at a grocery store, and this sort of brings up the self-checkout thing again, but when we're at a grocery store, how much do you pay attention when there is a person that works for the store that is scanning all of your stuff? So we'll get to that uh, coming up here in a couple of minutes. But I just wanted to bring to people's attention because we went through this um, probably toward the end of last school year where we've now had a couple of major school districts, um, yeah, both on the Kansas side, that have been investigating today social media threats. If you recall... This, yeah, this was last spring where we had many school districts. And in fact, if I'm not mistaken, it started in Colorado where we had a bunch of school districts that were weirdly having these threats called in in alphabetical order, which was strange, but that happened. So here we are again. And those were unfounded. They didn't find anything threatening out of that. But it has happened so far today in Wichita. And then in Olathe also, school district officials there are warning parents about what they say was a vague threat made to school. If you're a parent or guardian, you already got this email just saying it does not appear to be credible, but we're going to tell you about it anyway. We want to mention it for just a second because now it's been in Wichita and Olathe and we're kind of watching to see if it's anywhere else. Yeah, so what we don't know is what the advice is. I mean, they're saying, okay, we're, we're going to tell you about this. It doesn't seem to be credible, but is there any advice that goes along with that about whether to send the kids to school or not? No, and I don't even want to suggest not sending kids to school because it's 10 o'clock in the morning. And so I assume kids are sure. already there. Um, and I, I certainly don't want to be the one that puts that out there. Uh, but they just said once they were notified of the threat, They started working with the district safety services department and law enforcement, and they do not think it's credible. It's just troubling because, again, the last time this happened in the course of three or four hours in a morning, we had just around here, we had six or seven school districts that experienced the same thing, which makes you think it's the same source behind Uh, all of that. Definitely. And it's also troubling, as you said, I mean, that they're coming in alphabetically like that, that unfortunately technology makes it not only... It, you know, it, it, it makes it easy to do something like that. It's not only possible, it's actually fairly simple to get that done. In Wichita, they said it was a post suggesting violence Friday and Saturday. We don't know exactly what was in the post for Olathe, but they said Friday and Saturday against school districts, school buildings in North Wichita. They said it does not, again, consider the threats to be credible. I would just be aware of this today. Usually it's not just the two. Usually when we have a couple like that, we end up having more. So we'll certainly keep an eye on it, too. But also, if you get an email from your kid's school and you hear about it before we do, feel free to let us know. 
Absolutely. Okay. Happy birthday. In Thank a you. Weird, awkward <laughs> series I heard of it. transitional I, things here. I, I did get to hear the beginning of the show. Just had no idea why we uh, we we weren't able to send in. So thank you. That well, was uh, it. Was very nice to hear. So I assume you celebrated last night because last yes. night was the last meal of solid food here for a bit. What did you decide on? I, I actually, this is proof positive that the listeners do, in fact, have an effect on the show because I took your advice. We did indeed do Red Door uh, as, as time went on during during <laughs> the course did you of the go day. To? Uh, we didn't go. We actually oh. had it door dashed because, oh, yesterday was a nightmare for for a thousand different reasons. I was but... in the one in Brookside last night. Oh, uh, were you really? Yeah, oh, okay. I just happened yeah. to do a, a very last minute happy hour on their uh, patio. So, but, yeah, we had uh, we had an unexpected and horrifying adventure earlier in the day that uh, yeah, we were both exhausted by the time it came dinner time and uh, said, you know what, let's let's just door dash. But uh, I did, in fact, have the meatloaf and mashed potatoes instead of the regular mixed vegetables that it comes with because that's usually mostly green beans and i hate those mm-hmm. uh did the brussels sprouts and they were outstanding in fact the whole meal was outstanding so yeah I, i've been sleeping on red door up till now apparently and that's going to change because that place is some pretty awesome food jen did the french dip oh the that is french dip and yeah it was great if that is done well i've said this before that is one of my favorite like for bar food but it's one of my favorite sandwiches there is yeah if the meat is um sliced like paper thin it was shaved i mean yes absolutely it was exactly like you like it and she's the same way uh if it's not it totally ruins it (laughs) yeah you don't want to have to go chewing through that that's i mean the whole point of it it's supposed to melt in your mouth and it did i'm that person that will ask the server and i'll usually apologize for it sir first i'm sorry to be this person i'm sure it's (laughs) awesome but i'm just gonna ask because it makes a difference how how thick is it and if it's if it's not paper thin that i want nothing to do with that so well yeah. good i'm glad so it's satisfied it's satisfied check that Absolutely. box in a good way okay and and it was it was funny because i had made mention yesterday of the fact that you know because i've been eating so little up till now that i really can't just gorge myself anymore i got about half of it <laughs> so uh, i mean it was the portion size was more than satisfactory but uh yeah i i got about half of it done and said you know what i'm tapping out and uh she's going to clean up the rest of it i'm sure over the course of the next couple of days but yeah really fantastic food are you feeling okay? Because I know you said you're, you had kind of a nightmare day yesterday. Yeah. It, oh, man. I, I'm not terribly happy about the state of healthcare in this country, but I don't think anybody really is. And it was, uh, yeah, I just, my, my shoulder's been going on me for a couple of weeks now. And and it finally just had a really bad day yesterday. So, uh, you know, I got in touch with my doctor like you're supposed to. And she sent me off to an orthopedic urgent care, which may as well exi- not even exist. That's a thing? Oh, well, no. Actually, oh. it isn't a thing. I mean, the building is there and there's people inside there, but they don't do anything. I actually had them say to me yesterday, well, we can see you, but we can't treat you. Okay. That, that came out of the mouth of a professional in the, in the medical industry. In, <laughs> it was just okay. So, so like they can to, diagnose, but they can't. They couldn't even diagnose. Oh. They, they weren't going to do any imaging of it. Uh, still, you know, I don't want to get too far into this, but three and a half weeks, because it's just boring. I mean, I'm not hiding anything. It's just dull. But uh, three and a half weeks in, I have not had a single MRI or X-ray or anything done to this thing. And it's just it, it just keeps getting worse. So I ended up at the ER. The ER, by the way, was fantastic, but I felt like a jerk because I'm not dying. Yeah, you, you feel know? like you have to apologize for being there if you're I not. Did. 
knock on that door. I actually did. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, "It's okay. It's we're we're not that busy. You're fine." Mm-hmm. And, and I just, yeah, I mean, there was a woman next to me with a broken arm. There was a girl who had strained her back and and was in terrible pain. I mean, I was in pretty bad pain too. But I, I just, I felt like if I'm not bleeding mm-hmm. or broken or dying, I shouldn't be at the ER. And I still think that's true, but they, they left me no other choice, and it's it's that bad. I mean, the fact that the whole system seems to be incompetent to be able to get somebody. Why do you call it urgent care mm-hmm. if somebody urgently is in need of care and you look at them and say, meh, nothing we can do, sorry. Yeah, I always debate that. It, it's rare that I ever... I've only been in the ER once in my life, and that was when I had a gallbladder attack on a Saturday, which led mm-hmm. to me having urgent surgery on a Sunday morning, uh, which was not a fun experience to be in a hospital on the weekend. But my mom ran an emergency department for 15 years. And so that's that's an environment that I kind of know. But there are some times where I have the debate of like, do I go to urgent care or do I just try to get into my doctor? And at what point is this ERable? So. Right. And, and I mean, what's going on with my shoulder is unfortunately beyond the capabilities of just a regular doctor's office. Mm-hmm. Um, it's rotator cuff stuff. And and so um, I knew there was nothing they would be able to do for me in the office. But still, I mean, it isn't urgent care there to fill that gap between yeah. your doctor's office and the emergency room? And when they look at you and say, meh, nothing we can do. I just I don't understand why that is. Yeah. Um. Before we break here also congratulations to our afternoon show oh they will yes. no doubt talk about this more later and i don't want to steal their thunder but i don't want to not mention it either yeah media mix did their awards show yesterday and not only congratulations to our afternoon show dana and parks uh that show which is dana and parks and sam and, and everybody else who contributes michael Mackey and all of the rest that uh, they won radio personality of the year collectively which is fantastic And we need to kind of pat ourselves on the back, too, because yesterday KMBZ was named Radio Station of the Year by Media Mix. So congratulations to all of us. Is that market-based? Yes. Is that? Okay. Okay. I didn't know Media Mix. Media Mix is, is, yeah, they're here in Kansas City. So, yeah, it's it's just based here in the market. So congratulations to them. Uh, That was a pretty cool night. And there are, we've got some pretty awesome pictures that I'm, if they're not up on social media, I'm sure they will be. Actually, I think I did see them up this morning of, uh of Dana and Parks and Sam was there and, and there were a lot of members of the team there. So yeah, congratulations to them. Pretty cool. Okay. We'll take a break. Uh, Coming up. I want to talk about this lawsuit that has been filed by the Missouri attorney general against dollar general saying they advertise one thing, the little stickers below the items that you're going to buy say one price, but when they actually scan those items, they say something else. We'll get to this coming up next here on KMBZ. Phone over here, 913-586-7798. Okay, how much do you pay attention to the price of a thing that you want to buy versus what it is rung up as when you're leaving? I think this lawsuit's really interesting, uh, and it might make the case a little bit for the self-checkout, although you still have to pay attention to what it says it's going to cost versus what it charges you. The Attorney General for Missouri, Andrew Bailey, has filed a lawsuit against Dollar General for deceptive pricing. And they did a pretty thorough investigation listing a bunch of individual items that they found where the price said it was going to be this and it charged you this. And it was a pretty major price discrepancy on some items. Yeah, and it's a big deal, especially when you're talking about a place like Dollar General that doesn't tend to have a whole lot of things that are all that expensive. I mean, a very small amount in overall price can add up to a large percentage to the bottom line. And 
if they were doing it on purpose, and I mean, I don't want to make that leap. The attorney general says it doesn't matter, and, and he's right about that. If you're not doing what you're supposed to do, if your prices have a discrepancy with what's advertised versus what you're actually charging, that's your fault. It doesn't matter if you didn't mean to do it. But if they did it on purpose, that can overall aggregate to a very large addition to their bottom line and in a way that's illegal. So, um, yeah, it... it you're right. It kind of does make the case for self-checkout. But as you said, if you don't know, if you don't walk up to the counter knowing exactly and how many people can remember exactly what each item in your cart is supposed to cost. It makes the case for paying attention. Yeah. It makes yeah. the case for paying attention to here's how much it costs when I when I grab a thing and then making sure on the checkout it costs that. The only thing that I feel like um, self-checkout makes that easier is you go at your own pace with that instead of the checkers going really fast and maybe you can't watch, but it makes the case for paying attention. It doesn't make what Dollar General did okay. No, and it no. was widespread. I mean, they checked 5,000 items at 147 locations in Missouri. Dollar General has 600 stores in the state. They checked 147 of them. 92 of those locations failed the inspection, meaning they had this discrepancy with items. Now, given that, Dollar General is not the first place to go through this. Walmart went through this years ago on a nationwide scale, uh, not not just inside the state of Missouri. But you have to, it makes you wonder, how many places get it right all the time? If you go to the grocery store, do you, are you confident that the amount that you pay at the register is what you thought you were going to pay based on what's written on the shelf? Mm -hmm. um, and what do you do about it? I think it's, um, I think it's an awkward moment particularly if you have someone that's checking your stuff and and they scan something and you say, hey, wait a minute, I thought that was $2.99 and it just rang up as $4.99. I think a lot of people aren't even going to stop or aren't even going to do anything about it because you we don't want to be that person. Right. You just want to get out of there. <laughs> right. You don't want to <laughs> drag that out because they're going to have to double check with somebody else and that's going to make it take longer. Um, it also gets funny now with the sales tax on groceries being lifted in some parts. Maybe the discrepancy is that somebody just said on the text line, you watch the total on your receipt. And yeah. if that doesn't fit what you thought, then you question it. Yeah. And I wonder how many people and I know people that do this. I'm not one of them. And I probably should be when you're keeping a mental tally as mm -hmm. you shop of, of, OK, this is five bucks or right around there. You know, this is five dollars. This is seven dollars. This is and knowing what your total should be kind of, you know, close. That way, you know, if it's 20 percent more than what you have in your head, you know, OK, there's at least something I need to go through because they give you the receipt. I mean, right. you have an itemized receipt for everything you bought. You can go back to the shelf and check it if it's really that bad. And and maybe that's I mean, when you say that's making the case for paying attention, maybe that's what it's about is. I mean, you can do it on your phone if you really want to be exact right. and just keep a running tally of everything you buy. But just sort of making that mental note of I think what's in my cart is about eighty nine dollars worth of stuff. So if it comes out at one hundred and twenty We've got yeah. a problem. It also makes the case for shopping online, getting your groceries delivered <laughs> yeah, online, too, quite right? frankly, because then there's no discrepancy in that. I told the story about the time that I went to Aldi and somebody else's stuff was still like they had rung up stuff and then left and that mm -hmm. was still in their system. So that went on my receipt and I didn't realize it until I got home. Let me just tell you, check it while you're in the store. 
check it before yeah. you get your receipt. I mean, ch- because then it's harder to fix. The other thing that it, it kind of makes a case for as a going concern, and I think there's a reason to do this beyond just what we're talking about, is checking out at the cart. Um, it, it kind of in the same way that yeah. Costco will do it when they get busy, where you you know the guy will come over to your cart with a scanner, scan everything, and that way when you get to the register, you just pay and go. Mm-hmm. That if you could do that by yourself, if you had that same kind of scanner attached to your cart so that you could just scan every item before you, you know, as you were putting it in your cart, then you get to the register. It shows what your tally is. You pay it and go so Mm -hmm. you don't have to go through it again. And it would allow you to check each and every price of everything that you put in there. The technology is there to do that, but the system isn't in place yet. It could be, and and that's something that would take maybe a couple of years to get installed, but that's probably a much better way to do it than what we're doing now anyway. Here's how much money you're losing. They said price discrepancies ranged for as much as $6.50 per item. With an average overcharge of $2.71. Again, they checked 5,000 items. So there were people who were paying $6.50 more for an item than they should have been. And what it doesn't tell us in the story is how many people caught the error, you know, at the register. And thank you for bringing that up, because for people who are unaware of how this system usually occurs, the attorney general's office doesn't sniff this stuff out. What normally happens, and I can speak to this because my wife used to be an investigator for the Missouri attorney general's office. Uh, What normally happens is you have a bunch of consumer complaints that come in against the same place. They keep track of all of that. You go to the Consumer Protection Bureau inside the AG's office. They send you to an investigator. You tell them what your complaint is. And if they get an aggregate number of complaints against a certain business for exactly the same thing, that's when they go out, send their investigators out to those stores and start looking around. So my guess would be that this all happened to Dollar General because many people across the state of Missouri were all calling up the AG's office with the same complaint. That's also good advice, by the way, that if you have that kind of consumer complaint, mm-hmm. go to them. That's what they're there for. So do you check? Do you, do you compare? Do you look at your receipt? Have you ever caught an error? And what have you done about it? Let's get a call on here before we break. Robin has called us up at a KCMO. Hey, Robin. Hi, yes. I was just calling to let you guys know, I, I shop at Hy-Vee um, a lot. And I know that oftentimes when they have the price tag wrong on an item, whether they're um, jumping ahead early and putting the sale prices out before the sale actually starts or not. If they ring up the wrong price on the item, then you can take it to the customer service and you get that you get your money back and you get that item free. And a oh, lot, wow. a lot of a lot of consumers don't know that, but wow. that's what Hy-Vee does. I that's mean, that's motivation for them to get it right too. Yes, it, it is. But again, a, a lot of a lot of people don't know that. So there have been a few times when I've gone to the counter and other customers nearby have been like, huh, didn't know that. So Yeah, I, I had no idea. Thank you for that. Thanks, that's, Robin. Appreciate yeah, that. Awesome. Great advice. All right, bye-bye. What a smart way for them to do it. Again, it tells me something that we didn't know that. So my guess is that it's not something that they are telling the universe about. But what a <laughs> sure. smart way to address it. I mean, it's like a restaurant that messes up your order and gives it to you free. Instead of making you a new one and charging you for that, they just give it all to you free. 
Which is what you would hope would happen. Sure. Uh, and that's that's great news for them. Uh, it, that's maybe a model for other businesses to do, because that way you don't end up trying to explain to the attorney general why your prices are all screwed up. So what do you do? 913-586-7798. And uh, who's at home checking their Dollar General receipts now to see how many of those were overcharged? We'll take a break. We'll get to more of this. Still to come this hour, the former Overland Park Police Chief, Frank Donchez, is talking to the Washington Post. Get to that still to come this hour in KMBZ. Back here with you on a Friday. Happy to have you with us. Uh, we're talking about this story out of the Mater- Missouri, Missouri, I'm making up words today, Missouri Attorney General's Office. Andrew Bailey filing suit against Dollar General saying they checked uh, about 90 stores out of 192. Let me rephrase that. They checked 192 Dollar General stores and about half of them, they found discrepancies between the price that was advertised and what you actually paid when you were walking out the door and it was a he lists a bunch of items. It was a wide variety of them, but it was up to $6 and 50 cents an item more that you paid. Yeah, you know, and it's funny, the, the thing that we just mentioned a little while ago, we're now hearing from a bunch of you that that does exist. The the idea of scanning things as you put them in your cart so that you can check right there, mm-hmm. and then you just check out when you get to the front of the store. Dylan's in Topeka apparently does this. Sam's Club apparently does this. So it's common, and it seems like that's probably going to be the way of things before too very long, just to avoid this kind of thing. Somebody said Walmart only does it if you have Walmart Plus, if any, I, which I do have, if any of you can confirm that. That would be helpful, too, because not everybody has that. You just do it with an app on your phone. Yeah. And yeah, you scan the stuff in, and you're good to go when you get to the checkout. How very high tech. All right, let's, uh, <laughs> we'll keep going here. Kyle has called us up out of Missouri. Hey, Kyle. Hey, how are you guys? Awesome. Doing well. Good, good. Uh, Dollar General, um, I'm a delivery guy. I'm a vendor um, to a lot of the Dollar Generals. They use a digital ad coupon. So they run a tag next to the actual price that may say two for six or two for three on their most popular items. So their most popular items, if you do not have the app, you're not going to receive that price. That is true. I can confirm that as as a customer. I have that app, and you're right. If you don't have it, you get the regular price. Does it also, and and this is what I can't remember, does it also have the regular price for the non-app price there on the shelf? It does. However, sometimes they will cover that with the ad price. Oh, <laughs> sneaky. Oh, isn't that sneaky? Yeah, no kidding. Huh. All right. Thanks, Kyle. No problem. Thank you. I, I don't like that. No. That's, that's deceptive. I mean, that is what we are talking about here. It's just like it gets confusing, um, like in a place like Price Chopper. I know every, other stores do this too, but this is where I notice it. Used to be if you went to Price Chopper, you only got some of those deals if you had the Price Chopper card. Yep. They, they still say that. It still says like Price Chopper card deals. You don't need the card to get those. They give them to everybody. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, see, yeah, I didn't know that because uh, the way that I do it, I rarely carry the card with me because I have three different sets of keys for three different cars. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of a pain. But uh, the, you can check in with your phone number. When you when you get up to the register, yeah. they'll ask you, do you have your card or can I put your phone number in? And if you give them that, then you're all good. They never ask. They, no they don't ask for it anymore. And and I check to I see, if, like, am I getting the deal? And it always works. That's funny. I, I wonder if that's a state line thing, because every time I, I just went to the price chopper on Shawnee Mission Parkway last week to get a salad and they they asked me. Really? Yep. I always go to the one. Um, the one that's closest to me is on row and that would be Kansas side. Yeah, that's true. So, boy, if anybody else has insight, but I, I just know I have a card. I mean, I do mm-hmm. have a card, and it's not like they're 
they're not doing like biometrics or anything when I walk in the door. <laughs> so, but I've never, because I, that, that is a place I frequently do self-checkout because yeah. I'm, I'm rarely buying a lot there and they never ask for it. Well, now I, I wonder too, because when I was in New York uh, a couple of years ago for, for a period of time, there was a price chopper in town, but the price choppers here are independent. Mm -hmm. They're not related to the price choppers in other areas. So I kept trying to use my price chopper card and it kept denying me. And the, the woman at the checkout would always just scan the store card. So maybe that's what okay. they're doing. It's just shorthand. They'll just scan one and they, they'll give the deal to everybody. But huh? Yeah. If anybody else has insight on that, it, it veers off topic a little bit. But I just think it's it's amazing the money that you save if you pay attention. If you really Definitely. do just, you know, the strawberries, it said tonight. Now, a lot of times what they'll tell you, and this is frustrating, is they'll say, oh, that was only for five pounds or that was only, you know, and, and you just believe them. I think a lot of us don't like being a problem. Yeah, well, that's in true. The line. You, you want to know the other sneaky thing, though, that I think, I mean, it's sneaky in our favor, but it's still kind of sneaky, is that with some stores, what they'll do is what, uh, was it Kyle? I think we were just talking to uh -huh. what he described, which is they'll have that tag that'll say, five for ten dollars right on whatever and you assume that you have to buy five of them but if you only buy one it's still two bucks correct text lines correcting me okay this is the difference thank you for this is you if you don't in a in price chopper if you don't show your card you still get the discount you don't get the points oh okay, okay. that makes perfect sense you still get the price you have to scan your card to get the points Makes I didn't perfect know I got, sense. I didn't know I got points. I'm happy now. <laughs> I'm going to have to find out what my points are getting me. So, it, yeah, I should probably dig more into that because given how much I am in a points, points and miles, what do the points get you at Price Chopper? Just out of curiosity. If I'm guessing just cash me. back or something like that. Yeah. Um, 913-586-7798 uh, if you want to get in here. Because, again, I'm just curious to know if you have ever caught a receipt, and we'll get your calls here in a sec, where you're like, wait a minute, that's not... You are overcharging me for this. And credit to the attorney general's office for doing such a thorough, and I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth, but credit to the attorney general's <laughs> office for doing such a thorough investigation. What will be interesting then is because this has just been filed. He's looking for an injunction, full restitution, civil penalties, and other relief. So if they can track down, like if you can prove, and I wonder what it's going to take to prove this, that sounds like the project... Yeah. Yeah. Boy, they, I mean, the restitution part of it's going to be really difficult um, because normally what happens is, for example, there was a big settlement that the AG's office got a few years back against farmers insurance uh, for violating the no call list. Mm -hmm. and, and they just fined them. It was like a quarter of a million dollar fine or something like that. It was a huge fine. Um, so that's usually the way that goes. But when you talk about restitution to the consumer, mm -hmm. you've got to find them all. How how, how on do earth? they prove what it showed yeah. at, on, on the shelf at the time? On the day that that purchase was made. Yeah. yeah. How do you know who you overcharged? Yeah. That sounds difficult. Um, boy, I also wonder, like, will it matter? Can you just prove you were at that store during mm -hmm. a time where they know there were discrepancies yeah. and you just get a very small piece of it. Almost like a class action sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Without the lawsuit. Well, the lawsuit part would come from the attorney general's office, but without individual class action lawsuits. Yeah. All right. You know uh, I mean. We'll keep going here. Chris has called us up at a KC. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. Hey, what's uh, talking about, Chris? Talking about like the apps and stuff, like the Dollar General app with the sales got me thinking if you download there's a barcode scanner app i know in the apple store 
uh, if you use that while you're shopping and you scan everything that you're buying, it'll bring up the prices for like the stores in your area or online and Walmart, Jamie, I know you shop there a lot. Walmart will match those prices if they're lower. I actually don't shop there a lot. Um, I have Walmart Plus because I have a credit card that gives it to me for free. So if I go to Walmart, <laughs> it's delivery because that's what del- that's what Walmart Plus gets me. But I think that's interesting. Yeah, it is. So can you tell it where you are? I don't know that app. So can you tell it, okay, I'm at, you know, Price Chopper or I'm at Hy-V or whatever, and it'll know to, to show you that price? Um, I assume it just goes based off of location. Okay, you gotcha. You location access. Okay. Wow. I'll Interesting. Have to, yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to pick that up. This just gets so complicated. And this is where, and again, I'm into points and miles and stuff, but even I have a limit of, of what I can, we might be getting beyond <laughs> what I can handle here. Many of you, including our own Sam Stevie, who is listening, congrats, Sam, from last night. Um, the price chopper points get you discounts on gas at QT. Oh, if only I needed gas. Okay. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, well, somebody else just mentioned, yeah, so Dollar General owes me a $1.75, and by God, I'm going to get it back. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. But, I mean, when you're talking about some of the items overcharging by 6 bucks, I mean, if you went, and if you go every week, I mean, mm-hmm. if that's where you, because with a lot of smaller towns, especially outstate Missouri, smaller towns, that's your choice, is yeah. you go to Dollar General because that's where you get stuff. And that's where it's going to matter more, and it's yeah. also going to be easier to find those people, and I'm going to guess more of the discrepancies happened at those stores which stinks. definitely that yep. that's just garbage that that was the case so all right thanks everybody for getting in here we'll take a break coming up former Orland park police chief frank donchez says no it wasn't a fight with sheila albers that got uh, led to his resignation we'll tell you his explanation coming up next on kmbz all right before we talk about frank donchez i have a quick question about price chopper now because so many of you were texting in about all the all the free money and gas you're getting and how much it saves you per gallon. Okay, so I'm trying to download the app, and I go into my Play Store, because I have an Android, and I look up Price Chopper app. A Dylan's app is the first thing that comes up. Ooh. No, Dylan's doesn't own Price Chopper, so no. So there are like 50 of these that come up. <laughs> There's not one. Somebody well, help me out. Which one of these it- is it? And like we said, I mean, Price Chopper here is not Price Chopper everywhere else. Right. So it's going to have to be specific. To get, try putting in Price Chopper Kansas City. Uh, yeah, I can do that. Price Chopper Kansas City. Because now you have me convinced that this is something I need to do now. Yeah. It still shows Dylan's as the first thing that comes else, up. It's so weird. How else are you going to keep track? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I, I, apparently right. I have a lot of points and I have no idea what I'm supposed to do with them. Again, it just there's just another app then that goes into that folder on my phone of things I need to remember each time I go to a place, but that's okay. So if anybody has uh, insight into which one of these it is, please <laughs> let me know because I'm, 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 I'm in now. I'm invested now. Okay, in the continuing saga of why did Frank John Donchez leave, resign, whatever verb you want to use, no longer with the Overland Park Police Department. Again, initially we didn't know. The next day, an email is released about an interaction that he had with Sheila Albers. It was her email that she had sent to uh, the city manager and the mayor describing um, a tense exchange that the two of them had. So we figured that was it. 
We figured that was the reason. And we speculated yesterday that Frank Donchez probably is not going to talk about this publicly. Yeah. We got uh, it wrong. There's, yeah, there's there's good reasons not to. And they're all of the things he said. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, we talked about how poorly he came off in the exchange with Sheila Albers. He doesn't come off much better in the quote-unquote explanation that he gave to the Washington Post about why he resigned his job. I mean, the the old trope has always been, well, he resigned to spend more time with family. In this case, it was, yeah, I got a lot of stuff going on, you know. Right. <laughs> I mean, he did mention family and going back to Pennsylvania and said, I've got a lot. Okay, if you've got a lot of stuff going on and things are, quote unquote, calling you back to Pennsylvania, that's the kind of thing you put in two weeks notice for. Right. And and say, I'm going to assist in the search for my replacement so I don't leave the you don't resign at, at eight o'clock on a Monday night and then just disappear. This was his quote to the Washington Post. Absolutely, I resigned. I've got a lot of things going on back home in Pennsylvania, and that is drawing me back home to be with family. My conversation with Sheila Albers was my conversation. Obviously, we haven't seen eye to eye for five and a half years. I guess I didn't expect that was going to change any time ever, which is a very bizarre thing to say, because if her email is accurate, you approached her. He started the conversation. Yeah. yeah. If you didn't think it was going to change any time ever, why did you even bother to walk up to her? So, I mean, it, it, it rings even more false. And and look, I, I don't live in his head. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he resigned. But when you do it suddenly like that, that's when those questions start to pop up. And that idea of, well, I've got a lot going on in my life. That that's not the kind of thing that, that comes as a surprise. Those are things that you know you deal with over a period of time. And if eventually it, it makes you go away, then again, I, I question the timing on that. But what doesn't help matters much is that his uh, it said um, I mean, there was something in here about what his that it was going to show that he just resigned. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like being forced out. That sounds like, you, here's the deal. You're going to resign. You're not going to sue us. We're not going to fire you. And you're going to go away. And, and that's going to be the severance of, of some kind. Sure. In exchange for being quiet, we're going to give you whatever per year that you were here. Yes. Uh, and again, those details have not been released, but that's just, that's how it reads. And I don't know. I mean, it, maybe the better thing would have been just when the Washington Post called, say, I don't have any comment. He also, by the way, he did use the no comment line at one point uh, talking about the the relationship uh, between him and Sheila Albers, saying, uh, you know, I have no comment on one of the sticking points in that email had been where he, according to Sheila Albers, criticized her and her husband's parenting abilities uh saying you know when when she accused him of lying he said well i'm sure you go around telling people you're great parents Mm -hmm. that came up in this and what he said was i have no comment on their abilities as parents well you certainly seem to have a comment on it on monday yeah um i'm looking through because it's deeper into boy the washington post did a lot of background on this and like it included a lot of the background in the story um yeah it's I, I, yeah, he says, I stand on my accomplishments. Yeah. And he said, I have no comment on their parenting skills. I can't even begin to imagine the difficult, the difficulty of going through such a tragic loss. Then then why would you question her parenting skills to her face? Right. Because if that's true, then dispute the conversation. 
I mean, if he really wanted to, he could dispute what she said, because really the only account we have is her email. It's, it's just her word right now. I mean, if he really stands by what he said, he could call her a liar and say, that's not what I said. That never happened. Because nobody else heard it. You don't, you don't have any witnesses that can say that's wrong. However, it is, we just don't know what's true here. Um, it's yes. Back to your point. Usually if it's family reasons, it's either an emergency and you say that you say, I have an ill parent or whatever it is. And I need to go and things have gotten worse and I got to go right now. And usually that's something you, you tell everybody, or like you said, it's two weeks or it's a month or, or it's a planned date out. It's not 24 hours. I mean, I don't know. I don't know when he was. I don't know what like the time was for him, but we found out 24 hours after that meeting. And it also raises the question, okay, if that's the case, you know, if you went to your bosses at the city of Overland Park and said, I've got this thing going on with my family, I've got to leave, I've got to go back to Pennsylvania, and I've got to do it right now, then why did they release the email the next day? Yes. I take issue with that a little bit anyway. Um, It's, boy, um, the cycle of events here is, the timeline of this is weird because... Initially, they didn't say anything. Initially, they, in fact, it was criticized a little bit by us, including for it being so vague and yeah. for it saying absolutely nothing. Why did you wait 24 hours and then release the email that she sent, but not say, it's funny because they didn't say that's the reason. Yes. They just released the email. And maybe they can't. Maybe under whatever agreement they made with him, if if an agreement was made, mm-hmm. you know, again, we've got to parse all of this because nobody will tell us anything. Right. But if an agreement was made along those lines of here's what's going to happen, you're going to go quietly goodbye, um, then yeah, then that again raises the question. You know, okay, if you can't say the email is and the conversation that was referred to in the email is why he's gone, then why release it? Mm-hmm. So it seems like they're kind of trying mm-hmm. to backdoor it, but uh, even that, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. There's no explanation for a lot of this. The only one who seems to be being seems to be because again, we don't know uh, being completely open about this is Sheila Albers. She's the only one who's saying, "Here's what happened. This went on, and this is what he said, and this is what I said." And now, and she even did comment on the fact that she says that it is a game changer for the city in a good way that Dunch has resigned. So she's not holding back. It's all just very strange. It's yep. um, I get why he would say. It was family. It, it, it benefits him more to say, I resigned because I want to be closer to family because if he wants another job, that's exactly what he should say. Or say nothing. Yeah. I, I stand by the city's statement. But what you can't do is you can't say anything verifiable. So if he says, well, like you said, I have a I have an ill parent. Well, people can check on that. Right. Yeah. It just for personal reasons. I want to be closer to my family. Yeah. And, and I came to the decision with. quickly. And, and I appreciate the city letting me go as urgently as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Or just stand by what the city said and leave it at that. Yeah. So, I, yeah, the, the, more, the more that this stuff comes out, the more the speculation is going to continue. And that's what we're learning. You either nip it in the bud by, by being completely open at the very outset, or you just keep your mouth shut. And he kind of wants to play it somewhere in the middle. It's not going well. Mm-hmm.
So we'll see what the next update on that is. All right, coming up, we'll take a break. Uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra is December 16th at T-Mobile Center. Al Petrelli, always a great person to talk to. He's their band director. We'll get to him coming up next year on KMBZ.